So suppose we want to look at an example of a 3 by 3 matrix times a 3 by 2 matrix. So let's keep our sales matrix, A, B, Alex, Boris, and let's keep the first row the same with the price. But there are other kinds of variables that can come into a sales program. So suppose our second row maybe is the shipping costs involved. Probably not a big issue when we're talking about a local fundraiser, but if we're talking about a larger company and we might look at how much it costs to ship each particular item because a calculator is going to cost more with bubble wrap and a heavier weight than a t-shirt is going to cost. So suppose it costs $4 to ship each CD and it costs $3 to ship each t-shirt and it costs $7 to ship each calculator. And we need one more row here to satisfy a 3 by 3 times a 3 by 2. So let's think about something, maybe an ad factor, advertising factor. That might be the number of future sales you would get per item uh, from your advertising. So suppose you do a certain amount of advertising that would ensure you, for every one you sell, you'll get three times as many sales based on this advertising factor. Um, People hear the CDs and then they want to order one. So I'm going to call the advertising factor three for CDs. And maybe for t-shirts, you're out walking around with your t-shirt and other people see it and they want to buy one. Maybe it has an advertising factor of five. And then finally, the calculator probably wouldn't have as large an advertising factor, but in classes people might talk about it. So maybe a factor of two. So now we have a 3 by 3 times a 3 by 2, and it makes sense to be able to multiply each row times each of these sales columns. So let's look at our dimensions to help us do this multiplication. 3 by 3 times a 3 by 2. The inner ones match. And our result should have these dimensions, 3 by 2. So. Let's go over here to our final result. And it's going to be um, not necessarily revenue. It's just going to be our final result because it's, it's only revenue from the first one. So we'll just call it C, I guess, for our result matrix. So we'll have C. It'll be a 3 by 2. So we'll need three rows and two columns. So we'll have C11, and then we'll have C first row, second column, and that's it. Then we'll have C21 and C22. And then finally, C third row, first column, C third row, second column. And it still makes sense for Alex and Boris. So we need to find each of these entries. And remember, where's the clue to what to do? C11, first row, first column, first row times the first column. So C11 is going to be 15 times 8. Oh, we know that one already, right? 15 times 8 plus 10 times 10 plus 3 times 100. That one was 520. 
and I believe it was 520. And then C12, we also know first row times second column, 15 times 5, and 75 plus 10 times 16, plus 100 times 1, and that was 335. So we can start filling in our answer. Now it gets more interesting. Now we have a second row to multiply by the first column. So we're going to go to the second row and the first column. And here's where those pencils might come in handy, covering the top row and the bottom row and covering that second column if you'd like. But you can also just follow the directions right here. C2, 1, C2, 1, second row, first column. 4 times 8 plus 3 times 10 plus 7 times 3. So C1, 3, C, sorry, C2, 1, 4 times 8, 32, plus 3 times 10 is 30, plus 7 times 3, 21. So we have our result here. 62 plus 21 is 83. So 83 goes right here. And remember, that's how much it's going to cost to ship all of the CDs for Alex. All of the CDs that Alex sells. Um, all, of the, all of the items together that Alex sells, not just CDs, but everything. Alex's shipping costs are going to be $83. And then Boris's shipping costs are going to be found by taking the second row times the second column. So now I'm just going to point because if I circle, well, I can circle one more. Second row times second column, 4 times 5 is 20, plus 3 times 16 is 48, plus 7. Let's do that again a little slower. 4 times 5 is 20, plus 3 times 6, 48, plus 7 times 1 is 7. So we have 68 plus 7, which is 75. So $75 in shipping costs for all of Boris's items. Similarly, we have one last row to multiply by both columns, 1 and 2. So we go to our final row, row 3. That's the advertising factor. And we're going to multiply by each column. So starting with the third row, first column, 3 times 8 plus 5 times 10 plus 2 times 3. So we have 24 plus 50. C, 3, 1, third row, first column. 3 times 8, 24. Plus 5 times 10 is 50. Plus 2 times 3 is 6. So we have a total. 74 plus 6 is 80. And finally, C, 3, 2. Right here, C32, third row, 3 times 5, 15, times the second column, 3 times 5, 15, plus 5 times 16, plus 2 times 1. 5 times 16, 6 times 5 is 30, 80, right? 5 times 16, and then plus 2. So this result is 95 plus 2 or 97.
there we've just multiplied a 3 by 3 matrix times a 3 by 2 matrix. So uh, seeming to get much more complicated. If you understand this example, you can do any multiplication example that's coming up. So just remember, start by writing out the dimensions. It's a good way to make sure you can do the product in the first place, because sometimes you'll be asked to multiply, and it's up to you to decide whether or not it can even be done. So first, put down the dimensions. Double check that they match up in the middle. Your result is going to have the outer dimensions. Make an answer key for yourself. C11, C12, C21, C22. This is why we have the notation in the book, so that you can refer to something. And then each entry in the matrix is found by taking that row, three in this case that I'm pointing to right here, times that column, in this case the first column, or the third row times the second column, or right here at C12, first row times the second column. You do each vector multiplication separately, like you know how to do from before. Then we take all those vector, vector products and put them together in our final matrix. So that's the result of um, the sales matrix times our new matrix that's more complicated. In general, for any 3 by 3 matrix times any 3 by 2 matrix called A times B, we could represent it using that general notation. So we're going to have three rows and three columns. So let's use A for our entry. And can you race me in entering in these numbers? Well, they're not really numbers now. They're letters. Entries with the corresponding suffixes. So A11 is our first one. So either going across or going down, fill in the rest of it so that we have a general 3 by 3 matrix A. So I chose to go down this time, A11, A21, A31. Then the next one over, what would that be? A first row, second column, going down. A second row, second column, and A third row, second column. And the last one, since it's a three by three, we need one more column. A13, A23, A33. Notice the column number staying the same and the rows changing, or the rows staying the same going across and the columns changing. Notice the diagonal. The row equals the column. That diagonal is going to play an even bigger part next section. So we have this is a general matrix A, and we're going to multiply it by a general matrix B, 3 by 2. Use B and see if you can come up with the entries for any general 3 by 2 matrix named B. get this. B11, B12 is the first row, or B11, B21, B31 is the first column. Second row, B21, B22. Third row, B31, B32. Or last column, B12, B22, B32. 
So we're going to multiply these two matrices and come up with a general answer. And it's important to practice this, even though most of the time you're going to be asked to do this with numbers. It's important to practice this for two reasons. One is that remember that these numbers give you clues as to what to do. And the other reason is because we're trying to move toward a a time when you can look back in your textbook, maybe you're at the end of the semester, you want to be able to read through as much as you can for review and get as much out of it as you can. And a lot of times there are general statements in the textbook so that you don't have to look at five different examples to get the idea. So it's good to practice notation. And math is really all about notation. It's a language just like any other language. It's just very concise. And it's the language that we try to use to describe the natural world. So AB, 3 by 3 times a 3 by 2, the answer should be a 3 by 2 back again. So our answer needs to be a 3 by 2. So we'll make room, three rows, two columns. And I won't be very original. I'll just use C. Our answer should be C11, C12, C21, C22, C31, C32. And where does each of these entries come from? Row times column, row times column. So each of these entries is going to be the row from the first matrix times the column from the second. So it's going to be the vector product A11, A12, A13 times B11, B21, B31. We have the right number of things matching up. So this is going to get kind of messy, but it should make sense. A11, B11 plus A12, B21 plus, we've seen this before, haven't we? Vector multiplication. The inner numbers are still matching up. What gets more interesting, let's skip. There could be a time when you would be asked for the 2-3 entry in something. So that would mean the second row, third column. We don't have one of those in this one. Maybe the second row, second column. What is that entry? You wouldn't have to do the whole product of the, of the two matrices. All you would need to do if you were asked for the 2-2 two, two entry would be second row, second column. Or if you were asked for the 3-1 entry, you would just have to do the third row times the first column. So make sure you don't create more work for yourself. If all you were asked for is C2-2, then you would go and you'd multiply the corresponding row 2 from the first matrix times column 2 from the second matrix. And when you do that, does that make sense? A21 times B12, A22 times B22, and A23 times B32. So you would fill 
fill in your matrix one step at a time, one row and one column at a time until you had your entire product. And when you see notation like this in the book, that's all it means. Remember, row, column. So we have the general definition for matrix multiplication, definition 3 in section 2.2. Let A equal A sub IJ, there's that M by K this time. A is just any entry in matrix A. I corresponds to the ith row. J corresponds to the jth column. So anywhere in the matrix, AIJ, but then the M by K tells you the dimension of matrix A. So matrix A has dimension M by K. Now, in order to multiply matrix A by matrix B, can you think about what dimension matrix B needs to have? Notice right here, matrix B is set up to have dimension K by anything else, K by N. N could be K, N could be M, or N could be something else. So in other words, this could be a 3 by 2 matrix times a 2 by 5 matrix, and you can do the product. So notice the Ks match up here. Now B is defined to be Bij, K by N. So meaning any entry in matrix B I throw jth column, and then the dimensions of the matrix overall are k by n. So if you have this set up, you can, by the way we've defined matrix multiplication, you can have the product a times b equal to c, where little c represents any entry in your product, i row jth column, and the dimensions of the new product are an m by n. So the part that is not specifically stated here is what Cij is, but it comes from multiplying the ith row in A times the jth column in B, and adding. And when you do that vector multiplication, you add up those terms, and you get one entry in the ij uh, place, in the ij location, and the dimension of the resulting matrix is an m by n.